Hey everybody, Jordan Tenenbaum here, social media manager at Saligo. Welcome to the Technology Leaders Podcast. Today we are joined by Ashley Dodge, the Vice President of Community at Capato. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here. Hey Jordan, great to be here. Fantastic. Well, I know you and I have talked a little bit off camera, but I thought we could dive in, uh, give the guests a little bit of, of what they want. Um, could you tell uh, myself and the listeners a little bit uh, about how you became a vice president of community and kind of your journey to that um, high ranking role? Yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, and I think when I look back, it's more connected than I thought it was as I was going through it, which is always kind of an interesting realization to see how the dots connect. So uh, you know, early in my career, I I really started my career in community before community was a thing. I started my career working for a tech startup here in Indianapolis that connects individuals with service providers. So if you were like looking for a roofer or an electrician or a doctor, and I worked in, in member services, so taking phone calls and helping those members find the types of providers they wanted based off ratings and reviews from others in their community. And I really fell in love with the nature of helping people in that role. And as time went on, I found myself really specializing on helping people that were struggling to use our website um, to find those providers. And, you know, I noticed that after we would do a release, like all of these, th these buttons would be moved and the filters would work differently and our call volume would go up. And so I started compiling like a list of these web related complaints and kind of became like the de facto web support um, call center rep for the time being. And um, probably a little naively, I reached out to our head of IT and I was like, hey, can we meet? I want to show you this. And he was like, sure. Um, and so I walked him through this list and he's like, why hasn't anybody ever shown me this before? I was like, well, I just created it. And it was really like in that moment that I realized that like I had a different level of interest than other people in terms of like solving these problems and not just like living through the higher call volume, but really trying to figure out like how could we better serve our members and our, our community. And uh, that led to me moving over to IT and becoming an analyst and then a, um, a BA and then a product owner. And that was kind of where I got exposure to the Salesforce ecosystem as well. And so I really think that's kind of like where my journey started. And I became the backup admin to our Salesforce admin who was going on paternity leave. And then shortly after that, um, I got a very suspicious call from a consulting firm that said like, hey, we're opening an office in Indianapolis for Salesforce consultants and we want to hire you. And I really thought it was too good to be true reached out to some of my local mentors and they were like, that's an awesome opportunity. You've got to go for it. And so I joined Aperio and there I was a Salesforce consultant for about six years and then moved into marketing related roles um, as we went into an acquisition with a really large um, global systems integrator. And um, that's where I kind of started to develop more of my, I guess, like leadership skills in terms of, you know, managing a team, building out a roadmap and that sort of thing. And, you know, ultimately that led me to Capato, which is really this um, synergy of, of kind of all those things. So Capato is a DevOps platform for Salesforce. So we help developers deploy code faster and more reliably on the Salesforce platform, which is really tricky because of the, the kind of metadata um, within Salesforce. And so in my role as, as you know, the, the leader of the community there, like we're really focused on helping enable those developers to use our platform to understand you know, how it benefits them, the process and methodology changes that they need to implement along with the technology changes 
and you know how they can be successful and in turn make their customers successful. So it's kind of this full circle um, passion of mine of community and Salesforce kind of intertwined um, that led me to where I'm at at Capado. That's awesome. That's really cool. And it's, it's interesting that from your very first job all the way up until now, um, it still rings true that people love to complain on the internet. And um, <laughs> from that, there's a lot of jobs that are really, really necessary. Um, and there's a lot of communities that really, really need people like you. So uh, it's just, it's cool to hear your journey and, and hear how you were able to parlay some, honestly, like negativity, people having trouble with a platform and turn it into a, a really powerful, interesting, fantastic career. Um, you talked a little bit about what Capato does. Um, and for those listening, I'm sure they appreciate that. Um, beyond just developing within the Salesforce platform and beyond the challenges of metadata within Salesforce, what else does Capato do um, in terms of solving problems for your customers or for developers? Like, What, what specifically are you solving and, and how does Capato go about that? Yeah. So when we think about, you know, the development life cycle, right, you, you have an idea of a feature that you want and, and software development that becomes a user story. And then that user story has acceptance criteria, right? How will we know that we achieved this idea that we had? Um, and then the feature gets built and then it has to be tested. And then all of that together has to be deployed into, you know, the production environment where there's actual end users. And so Capato is a tool that facilitates every step of that process and actually connects the deployed functionality to the original user story throughout that journey. And so that helps calculate business value. That helps make sure that what we built and when it got delivered is what we intended when we requested it, because sometimes that can be a long process and stakeholders can change and um, you know, departments can change. And so it really helps make sure that we're always building what we actually need. Um, and the Capato platform um, simplifies this because especially within Salesforce, each developer is working in what we call like their own sandbox. It's like their own copy of the environment. And so like Jordan, you could make a change on object one and I could make a change on object one. And so through Capado, it, it like brings those together into, you know, both of our environments so that we know the changes each other are making. And when we're testing, we can make sure that the changes we both made don't, you know, contradict or interact with each other in a negative way. And so it really helps facilitate just that smooth process. We call it shifting left. So instead of building, 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 and then testing months down the road and a lot of things being broken and developers trying to remember the code that they wrote three months before, it's like you're doing that every day. You're going through that full life cycle of making sure that everything's working together. And so this reduces the risk. It reduces the development and testing life cycle. Um, we have customers who do zero defect releases. So like they, they're having zero bugs reported after a release. We have customers who are able to now do weekday releases instead of weekend releases. So when you think about like work-life balance, uh, not having to live in a bunk room at your office to do a weekend release or a holiday release. Uh, and so it really has changed the quality of life for Salesforce development professionals. It's changed the quality um, for the business owners, you know, that are depending on these systems. Um, and we have a lot of fun too, right? We have a lot of things that help people grow in their career and, and like reach new levels going from, you know, maybe a developer to a release engineer 
or to an architect, right? And so um, there's a lot that we do within our community to support these developers as people in addition to just helping them do their, their day job. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear how they've have built a community um, and you know around releasing new features and around building better careers. And we're gonna jump into community in a second, but I wanna stick to Capado developers uh, for, for just one more question. Um, what does a developer using the Capado platform you know, specifically for Salesforce, what is what do they really care about? And, and I know that's a pretty broad question, but that could be in relation to Salesforce, that could be in relation to why they're using Capato. But what maybe common thread do you see developers on your platform um, caring about the most? I think they care the most about being able to do value at work. So being able to focus on the creative development work of building a new feature um, and not having to spend so much time trying to resolve issues that happen when that creative feature meets another creative feature, right? I think that's one of the biggest things we hear our members say is that through using Capado, they get to focus on like more fun work, more value add work for the business, things that are more rewarding to them as individuals and that work-life balance. Um, just when we were at Dreamforce, uh, we did kind of a, a cheeky campaign, but it was like Capato and it was like less divorces. But we literally have had customers come to us and say like, there's been less divorces on our team since we've used Capato. And so <laughs> I think it's what they care about to do their job, but it's really also how it impacts their day-to-day -day life. And that's actually um, how Capato was founded. We were founded by um, two men that were working together in Spain. Um, and they were developers and they were working on these big projects and they were spending their nights and weekends on releases and they thought there has to be a better way and they built capato like for their project that they were doing and they started to show it to other people and you know that's that's essentially the genesis of our company is like solving that problem of really painful um evening and weekend releases it's so cool that the genesis of the company is still what drives people to the platform and still what encourages people to utilize it and and is the reason that they love it, whether it's divorces or just like being able to focus on what you like. That's uh, that's really cool that, that the, the platform is still succeeding in their original mission. Um, so something you said earlier, um, was it like a community as a job or community as a business concept is relatively new. Um, and I remember, I don't know, maybe five or so years ago, probably more, um, hearing about community, hearing about community management, um, kind of just this this new, I guess, business entity coming up or this new business idea coming up. Um, and I think a lot of people probably still don't really know what a vice president of community or a chief of community or a community manager does. Um, and so could you talk about that a little bit as a whole, like what is a community manager or a vice president community manager? And then what are you doing in your day-to-day as a community, or excuse me, a vice president of community management. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think community- You got a lot to say there. I know that's a big question. You, you do a lot, so. Yeah, it's, it's a fun question though, because it really is, I think, an emerging and trending industry. And I think it's really an intersection of a lot of different backgrounds. Like right now, nobody has a degree in community management. I think that's changing. Um, but right now, like nobody's graduating from college with, you know, the skills or the the experience to go be a community manager. It's really a combination of 
real world skills and experience that people get from, you know, other, other areas of business. So we see people from like customer success roles, uh, moving into community manager roles, social media management roles, um, support roles, um, internal onboarding and learning and development. Um, those are kind of a lot of the, you know, profiles that we're seeing move into this community management space. And, you know, within our community, our community community management team does a couple of different things. You know, one and probably the most kind of like tried and true um, role of the job is, is to moderate the forums in the community. So we have um, several discussion groups that have thousands of members, you know, in them and ongoing discussions all of the time. Um, it's really cool. You can actually get your answer, your question answered like 24 by seven by experts from around the world. Um, but we provide a layer of moderation there. One, making sure that people's questions get answered. So if another member hasn't answered it, finding the answer internally and, and, and posting it there. Um, but also just making sure that it's a safe space, right? Making sure that everybody abides by our guidelines and and treats each other, you know, fairly and kindly. And so, you know, our moderators are there um, doing that. Um, they also design programs to help get people to engage. So we know that, you know, when a member logs in for the first time, they're usually information seeking. They don't really have the confidence to contribute yet. Uh, and so we design different types of challenges to like encourage those positive behaviors. So, you know, for example, we have an ideas site in our community where you can go and submit ideas for our product roadmap or upvote other people's ideas. And so that's a pretty low barrier to entry uh, way to get somebody to engage to say, hey, like go and look at an idea and vote one up that, you know, you think would benefit you. And so our community managers are doing those types of activities. Um, and then we also have um, community managers that are more like program level managers. So they're designing like comprehensive engagement programs, like we have a mentorship program where we match people, a novice and an expert for a six-week guided curriculum. Um, and so, you know, the program manager there is matching the individuals, providing the curriculum, providing checkpoints and, um, you know, some fun calls to get people to interact, you know, live and things like that. We have our champions program, uh, which is like our ambassadors program. And that's led um, actually by our, our head of community engagement. And, you know, that's a year long program with people who are huge advocates of our platform and they're, you know, speaking on stage at industry events. And so we're helping coordinate that, um, you know, they're providing customer um, references and testimonials. Um, they're getting sneak peeks of our product roadmap and providing feedback or getting into betas and pilots for features and, um, you know, getting hands on first. So, you know, communities behind a lot of different forces within within our business that, you know, maybe live in product or customer support or marketing in, in other businesses. That's awesome. Thank you. That's a fantastic answer. And, and something that you said was the fact that Capato has a, a really unique capacity to turn um, people who are interested into users and people who are users into advocates and people who are advocates into um, kind of super advocates speaking at conventions and on behalf of Capato. Um, what role do you have in, in that user journey? Like, or, or what insight can you give to people who want to um, convert users into super users and advocates? Yeah, I think one of the coolest realizations I've had over the last three years building the Capato community is that um, the best time to invite someone to join the community is right now. So if you're on a first call with a prospect, it's the best time to invite that person to join the community. If you're just close the deal, it's the best time to invite that person to join the community. If it's during their onboarding and, and we're about to implement, 
it's the best time to invite that person to join the community because there's something for them at every stage. How many places can you go when you're interested in buying something and talk to people who are already using it or see the types of questions and issues that people who are already using it have? Like it is such an accelerator to time to value when we see that people got engaged in the community and even better if they got engaged in our academy for training before they even converted to a customer. And so I think that's one of the most important things to think about is it's not just this um, post-sale um, gated area for us, right? This is something that's free to join. We ask you know any and everybody that we interact with to join just regardless of their persona, right? There's something in there for everybody. And so I think that's something that, you know, maybe a lot of organizations who are thinking about starting community, they think of it as a way to decrease support costs. They think of it as a way to um, distribute customer training. But I really encourage organizations to think about that full customer journey and how you can design your community to support the customer along every, every step. Sounds like you take a page, and if I'm wrong, apologies, but it sounds like you take a page right out of Reddit. Um, where you have people who are interested in communities and, and and they go there to learn, they go there to grow. And I'm curious if Capato or how Capato takes a page out of maybe Reddit or maybe other community um, websites. And, and what have you learned from those other communities and what have you taken and implemented in Capato from those external co communities, if there are other communities like that? Yeah, um, so I think the discussion forum part, yeah, that exists in like external communities like Reddit or Stack Exchange. And, you know, I've been really clear that there's like a boundary there. Like that's an external place where people go bef before or outside of their relationship with us. Right. And so like that's where they're connecting kind of offline about Capato. And I think there's definitely some learnings that we get from those conversations um, for our product team and from our uh, and for our marketing team. Um, but as a community team, we don't engage directly in those external um, forums or, or, or communities. We allow the members to, to be the ones that go to, you know, those other channels. But I think, you know, the, the learnings that we get from those conversations are really similar from the learnings that we get from the, the forum conversations in our own community or the ideas submitted within our own community. Um, one of the communities that I think, you know, has really inspired us and, and we're in the same ecosystem as them is the Salesforce Trailblazer community. Um, I think by and large, they really defined the playbook for what it looks like to create a member celebrated community where, like I call it Salesforce for fun, right? Like people do it as a hobby. They go to Salesforce Saturdays. They collect stuffed animals. Uh, you know, like I see people with extra suitcases coming back from Dreamforce just so they can lug their plushies home, right? And so I think when we look at, you know, how are we developing our community, um, that's definitely a community that we look up to. And we look at like the fun factor that we bring. We look at how easy they make learning. Um, we look at how they bring methodology training and aside to tool-based training, right? So you can, you can become a certified business analyst on, you know, Salesforce's trailhead, but that's a skill you learn and you could take to, you know, any platform if you were a BA on Oracle or SAP or, you know, whatever, it would it would still apply. And so we try to, you know, bring those kind of learnings that we see from the Salesforce community into the, the Capado community. It's probably one of the best places you could draw inspiration from is the Salesforce community. And that makes total sense because there's a quite a lot, quite a lot of alignment of values between 
obviously the Salesforce community and the Capato community. Um, speaking of the Capato community, congratulations. You recently reached, what is it, 85,000 people in the Capato community? Yes, uh, 85,000. Not a measly number by any means. Um, what advice could you give to um, a tech company or an, a community manager looking to really grow their um, developer community to a substantial number? Like what, what do they need to do? What do they need to look out for? What are the pitfalls? Um, how, how would they go about growing a dev community into something as strong as Capato's uh, developer community? Or, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the number one thing is is ask. Like, don't assume you know what your community wants. Go ask them. They will tell you. They're people. They, definitely they, want their, tell you. they want their lives to be easier. They, you know, and so ask and they will tell you and they will help you form programs that surpass your wildest dreams, right? Um, instead of trying to like guess like, oh, like what would I want or what do I think I should do? And, and so I think really making sure that you quickly establish relationship with key members that can provide you with that feedback loop, um, kind of like a customer advisory board, a community advisory board, um, you know, of, of kind of trusted people who will, will give you that feedback and insight. And so I think first and foremost that, and, and kind of, you know, sister to that is, is making sure you're delivering real value for your members. Like when you look at why you want to start a community, what are your reasons? And if your reasons are like, you know, so that we can have fewer support cases and we can, you know, have fewer customer success reps and, you know, automate some things like those are great business outcomes. But those aren't things that are going to like attract a lot of members to your community. Um, but if you really start to look at the impact that you want to have, like we want to have a friction free support process. That's different than just saying, you know, we want to have fewer support cases or we want to have fewer support reps. Like it's right. It's really um aligning that experience to the end user and to the member that's going, you know, to be participating in that. And so I think those are two uh, kind of like the North star things that, that are, you know, what keep us true to our members. Um, I think some of the pitfalls can be, you've got to make sure that it's great for your employees to engage in your community, but you've got to set up some guardrails right away. Like somebody doesn't want to register for the community and ask a question and then be getting like smiled and dialed by a BDR, right? Like yeah. you've got to have some guardrails on like when they can engage and how they should engage, right? Um, or um, like how marketing is leveraging the community, right? And so like we are really great partners with all of those teams within Capato. And I think that's part of why we're so successful. People don't feel exploited by joining our community, but like suddenly getting like spammed and called, you know, by other departments. Um, and so I think it's important to set those guardrails up. And I think also very early on, you have to connect those moments that matter to your members to the business outcomes that are funding the community. So you've got to be able to connect the dots and, and tell that story internally about the business impact you're making, uh, because it it's, it's not, you know, free. It, it does require an investment in tools and it requires investment in team. And so you've got to be able to quickly kind of connect those dots for people because community is a newer term. That's not always apparent for people. Like what is community doing for our business? What is community doing um, for our, you know, revenue? Um, and so being able to kind of tell that story, you know, in, you know, Q1 of launching your community will, will help you be successful. Fantastic advice. Um, something that you, you just mentioned in terms of like 
keeping the community engaged. Um, and I think something that Capato does really well is you have something called Heroes of the Month. Um, and at least from my research, it seems like you're taking these um, Capato advocates or Capato heroes and kind of turning them into, um, you use the term North Star, but North Stars of the community, people who are doing something really good in the community, creating something on the Capato platform. Um, could you tell us a little bit about Heroes of, Mo Heroes of the Month, you know, what, who those people are and, and how that came to be? Yeah, what's really cool about the Heroes of the Month program um, with 87,000 members, it can be really hard to make one-on-one -on -one connections, right? To know like who to go to if you have a specific type of question or if you work, you know, on a specific type of product or platform. And so the goal of the Heroes of the Month program was to really help some faces stand out in the crowd and for people to be able to say, oh, that person's like me. We have a similar job or we work in the same city or um, we have the same level of experience or you know, what, whatever the commonality might be is to like help one person find one other person that, that they resonate with. And what's cool about the Heroes of the Month program is there's no qualification criteria other than being actively engaged in the community. So we look at people who are newly engaged in the community and are, you know, engaging in their maybe like first, you know, 10, 15 types of engagement. Uh, and we have people who are, you know, multi-year members in the community who have, you know, published tons of ideas and best answers and have a ton of credentials behind them. And like they're all in one pool to be selected for the Heroes of the Month. It's really based on like what they're doing that month, um, whereas some of our other programs, you know, do require you to have certain levels of certification or to have been involved with our, our community in certain ways. Um, but I think Heroes of the Month is kind of like a level playing field where if you're involved that month, like your name is in the hat to get selected as a, as a hero that month. I think that's a super great way to create advocates because sometimes new people might be a little nervous to be as public about things. And the fact that they can be recognized just by doing, you know, being an active member of a community and contributing um, uh, kind of encourages more new people to do the same. And, and I think something that a lot of companies like fail to do, whether that's for their employees or for their communities is recognize them and say like, Hey, X, Y, Z, great work doing these things this past month. And having a community where you do that is so important to fostering uh, retention, to fostering new users, to fostering, yeah. um, you know, keeping users. And so um, when I was researching heroes of the month, I just, I thought it was, kind of a, a really cool take on um, recognition. Uh, and so props to you guys for for that program. I, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, that's uh, great to hear. Yeah, I, th I think what's cool about it too is like we are using Heroes of the Month to model the behaviors that we want to see in the community, right? So instead of, you know, this big checklist of here's the things you should go and do, it's really like here are a few people that you should, you know, follow, that you should, you know, learn from. And then they see the way those people contribute and they're like, oh, I can do that. I can respond to questions. I can welcome somebody new that joined, you know? Um, and so it really helps people see the kind of behavior that we want in our community, which just builds upon that really positive culture that we have. That's it, that's another thing that I find really interesting about Capato is the community culture is so positive and there's so many places on the internet these this day and age where community and culture is not positive, where it can be toxic, where it can be inappropriate, it can be negative and the fact that you guys 
care so much about that and have moderators and have um, North Star, you know, heroes and things like that just really shows how much you care about the community. And I think, again, that just feeds into why people are so interested and why you have 87,000 users. I know I said 85 earlier, but 87,000. Um, so it's, it's, it's growing every day. So I like pick a number for the month usually. And then that's the number I say until the next month. Cause 88,000, it's, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, awesome, uh, it's a pretty awesome trajectory. We're planning for our hundred thousand member celebration. Um, so it's, it's like just incredible to think that that is like, you know, within sight, within reach for us. So speaking of a hundred thousand, um, something you mentioned earlier was that, some people who kind of fit into uh, some roles that that fit into uh, community management include social media. And that got me thinking, uh, the Capato community is kind of its own social media outlet channel. Um, but I guess, um, what do you, like, what role does social media play? And I'm asking this selfishly because I'm a social media manager, but what role does social media play in community building and when I ask that, I mean specifically outside of the community. So how, how are you promoting this? How are you getting more people to join? Because it kind of is a self-contained ecosystem. And so mm -hmm. um, what role, yeah, what role does social media play in, in building community? Yeah, it plays, I think, a great role in terms of awareness um, and kind of continuing the conversation from within our internal ecosystem to our external ecosystem. And so, you know, we do a lot uh, with our social team in terms of promoting the programs that we have going on in, in the community, promoting the members, like you saw with Heroes of the Month, um, promoting our um, academy and the trainings that are available. Uh, but then we also have a really great team that's great at listening on social. And so they're seeing places where, you know, people received like a prize pack from doing something in the community and they're engaging with that member on LinkedIn. And I think, you know, kind of an unspoken value of that is like brand recognition for our company where that person, you know, sits outside of our community. They maybe wouldn't have talked about that they're a member of the community, but now that they won a prize or got a certification, that's something that they're going to, you know, post about on their personal channel. And so that's really where our social team picks it up. And if you look like they're they're commenting, they're celebrating, you know, they're engaging um, with the people there. And so it's really just this nice like um, like infinity loop. Right. Where like somebody's in the community and something happens and they come out of the community and they share about it. And then social, you know, comments on it and engages with them there. And then maybe that drives that person back to our community or maybe it drives a new person, you know, into our community. And so it's definitely a strong um, partnership. And I think it's something that um, it took a lot of work to get started. Um, but now I think both sides like see the beauty of it and see how that partnership can work and, and how it helps, you know, both, both sides of the house thrive. That's awesome. And that's something we've seen at Saligo where we have inner, uh, or Saligo University and it's a place where people can learn and get certificates about using uh, our iPass platform. And when they post about it on social media, it's my job to congratulate them and get them excited about it. And it does create this infinity loop where, um, you know, they're excited to use Saligo. We're excited that they're using Saligo. They become more interested. They become um, users, super users, advocates, et cetera, like we were talking about earlier. Um, and it's just, it's really cool for me because I think a lot of people think, oh, social media, you're making posts. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But 
it's really cool to see how companies like Saligo and I'm doing it myself, but also Capato are really um, utilizing social media to build upon community, make community stronger, um, and just get users excited. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I'm going to do a quick transition because we've been talking about a lot of community and we're still going to talk about community, but something that comes up on this podcast all the time um, is the prevalence of AI. Um, and I'm kind of curious uh, how you've seen AI um, maybe change the community itself, change community management, uh, change community development. What's your take on AI and, and kind of its impact on, it could be community management in general, or it could be the Capato space, but but how do you see AI? Yeah. Well, I kind of laughed because um, AI is critical at Capato. I think we are one of the fastest and um, most sophisticated adopters of AI in the current landscape. Um, we actually developed our own version of um, OpenAI's ChatGPT. It's called Capato GPT, and it's a large language model that's trained on all of our Capato training and internal resources. And we currently have a beta program for our customers right now where they can access that. It's kind of a first line of support. Um, so it's indexing things like our academy modules, our discussion forums in our community, our you know internal um, knowledge base and known issues and um, case resolutions and providing like real time responses um, to all sorts of questions. And so that's been so much fun. You know, when I joined Capato in 2020, we were like at this huge height because we were doing so much work on the front lines of COVID-19 in terms of like developing contact tracing and vaccine management apps. And there was just this like innovators energy at Capato. And that's back um, from AI. Like it has just brought this influx of energy and excitement to our business. And we're finding ways to work with it everywhere. Um, so we're currently working to build that into our community directly. Today, it's still a separate authentication, um, but hopefully within the next quarter, um, we'll, we'll tackle that challenge and people will be able to directly interact with our large language model, uh, Capato GPT within the community. So. Um, instead of logging a support case or something like that, right, it'll kind of be that first line of defense. And then from there, um, start auto creating your case based off the information that you've provided. So just doing some really fun and exciting things there. We also launched a tool about nine months ago called AI Companion, and it is like a developer's best friend. It can help you write user stories. It can write release notes. It can do like all sorts of things to help development teams um, improve, you know, just like like their uh, human potential um, and do more in a day than you'd be able to do on your own. And so there's really a lot of cool things that Capato specifically is doing there. And we're working on ways like that we weave that technology we're building into our community to just up-level our experience there as well. Um, I think, you know, some of the other cool things we're seeing, we're seeing like um, learning management providers integrating AI tools into that, into their platform. So as you're doing screencast and video recordings, it's automatically transcribing, um, you know, onto the screen, the instructions that you're, that you're um, doing based off like where you're clicking your mouse and just using, using AI in some cool ways like that as well. Um, so I think it's going to change, you know, the experience of community a lot where there's a lot of manual work and creation going on today. I think, you know, that's going to be accelerated, which means we'll just be able to create more and more um and you know e e even faster than we're able to today 
that's awesome. It's it's really cool to hear that so many different brands and industries and businesses are just kind of like in, embracing AI. I mean, obviously there's so much to learn and so much to to change and adjust and fix, but there's a lot of really, really good that comes with it. And I always find it interesting to see how um, different enterprise organizations are adopting and utilizing such a, a powerful, um, powerful technology. Um, well, we're coming sort of to the end, and so I don't want to um, cut us off too short. But um, one question that I always like to end these conversations with is for the listeners out there, um, for those of you that are still with us, thanks for sticking with. Um, I like to humanize our guests and make sure that people know that they are, in fact, real people, not just corporate overlords. Um, they have feelings and emotions and uh, lives outside of work. So, Ashley, if you could do me a favor and Tell me a little bit about yourself outside of work. What are your passions? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? What uh, yeah, what do you what do you like to do? Yeah, uh, well, I'm a new mom, um, so that is primarily my hobby right now is raising my one year old daughter, um, and that has been definitely the best chapter of of this life. Um, you know, I think outside of um, being a, a full-time employee and, and mom, there's not a ton of, of free time these days, but I love to get outside. I love to exercise. Um, I love to cook good food. You know, I, I love to, you know, nourish my family and myself. Um, I love to read and I'm dreaming of the day that I, I get to start doing that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, just we try to get outside every day. You know, that's, that's probably our biggest hobby right now, whether it's a run or a walk or a trip to the playground, but just making sure that, you know, we can get outdoors as a family. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And before we wrap up, I know we said that's a final question, but I do want to ask any updates about Capato yourself, your role, um, you know, the Capato platform in general that you'd like to share with the world just to uh, kind of pique people's interests and, uh, you know, get them, get them excited. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the AI stuff is is really the, the coolest um, stuff that we have going on right now. We also have a robotic testing platform. Um, and so if you are a techie and you're interested, head over to the Capato website and check out both of those. You can, like I said, you can you can join the, the beta program for Capato GPT. You can see a demo of robotic testing. It's really cool. It actually, um, if you think about like a set of eyes scanning the screen, that's how Capato robotic testing works. So it's not limited to a specific platform. It can like test on, you know, browsers and, and all sorts of different things. Um, and so we're just, we're innovating constantly. We have our founders still on board um, and they are really, really creative problem solvers. And so if you're ever, you know, looking for a company and, and kind of people to check out that are constantly innovating, um, our founders, um, Fede and Phil are great people to follow on on social and, and just kind of keep a tab on what they're up to. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. I think a lot of people out there are probably looking to join a company that it really is a trailblazer, whether it's via technology, via AI. Um, and it seems like you guys are doing some pretty darn amazing things. Um, for those of you listening, uh, I'm Jordan, the Sligo Social Media Manager. We were lucky enough to be joined by Ashley Dodge, the Vice President of Community at Capato. Ashley, this has been a super insightful, really, really fun and interesting interview. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. And um, we'll see you guys around uh, about in a week or so 
uh, for the next episode. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye now. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan.